Hello, Nevadans. This is the NV Politics Podcast, where we discuss political hot topics throughout the state of Nevada to keep you informed on what's going on. We're your hosts. I'm Dominique Labonte. And I'm Tim Hannafin. And we're recording this episode of NV Politics on August 4th, 2023. So let's get into it. Okay. It's Friday. We kind of waited to the end of the week, which... In all reality, there has been a lot of national news, but I feel like not a ton of Nevada news. There's a couple of little things here and there popping up, but today we're going to do a quick rehash on the wonderful topic of opportunity scholarships. Yes. And and then we're going to jump into our main topic, which is going to be really focused more on Northern Nevada Uh, within Reno with the upcoming redistricting of wards. So we're going to dig more into that. And then from there, we'll jump into our broke my brain. And uh, with that, let's get into this rehash. Opportunity scholarships. They're not giving up, or at least Lombardo's not. Yeah, he's really trying to stick to that promise around more... uh, Options, I guess, is what he keeps trying to push, right? Well, in this, I I think we said it last week, it just kind of goes back to it sounds like some campaign staff is yelling at him saying, we need to do this, despite it kind of not making sense. And I don't know. I To me, it seems like a losing battle because the Dems in the state have been so just firm on the idea of no opportunity scholarships, no school vouchers. That's what this is with a nice bow. That's what I, get to, I was going to ask you. What's the difference between opportunity scholarships and these vouchers? From what I gather, because I am a layman, but a voucher is essentially for anyone, whereas the opportunity scholarships are for specific individuals who have need opportunity to go to the school but can't financially afford it so it's a school voucher just for only certain people instead of everyone (laughs) like that i don't know i i I don't even know if there are requirements for school vouchers but this yeah they're not they're not a good thing i don't support them (laughs) okay i i guess i feel like i don't know enough about them but what i do know just from some of my recent courses that I've taken in government and when we focus on the topic of education, is that they are meant to be another opportunity for students to just have different means for education uh, outside of the public school realm, but they have not been proven to be any better or more effective than public schools. I would believe that. Um, And this is coming from the layman's analysis of it. But when you look at how they're used in our state, it's not to give students a better education over public education, but instead to draw certain students to a private school for certain reasons. Feeder schools will use opportunity scholarships from anything from their debate teams to their football teams. Like it's, it's that type of thing where the school will just use them to excel in 
any and every category that they can by handpicking the students and saying, oh, you can't afford to go here. Here's your opportunity scholarship. You now have the opportunity to go here hmm. or some it, it's school vouchers, but it's from my understanding, not given to the parents to choose, but given to the schools to choose how they're spending the money. Got it. That might be the difference. I, that might be a bad misunder, a bad representation of it, but that's what I believe. Well, what I do know is that next week we'll have an opportunity to get better clarification on this because we are going to have a guest interview next week with Assemblywoman Natha Anderson. And she is an educator when she is not in session with the legislature. And so these are some of the things that we're going to have an opportunity to dig into to a little bit deeper with her. And and of course, the whole reason why we're bringing this up is because Lombardo is pushing opportunity scholarships in front of the interim finance committee, which is set to meet not when the session is in session. And that's supposed to be very soon. And mm. that's why it's coming up is because, well, he's trying to fight it. Bring it through. <laughs> well, that's yeah, our that, rehash. There wasn't much to rehash. That's no. the problem. <laughs> yeah, th things are a little slow moving in Nevada right now. But something that is moving or expanding are the ward districts in Reno. I'd say expanding is a an interesting term to use. That's fair. I should I say expanding in the number of wards. We are increasing the number <laughs> of wards, and that's, yeah, that's about but it. But the wards themselves are actually also, getting smaller. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that that does raise some other interesting questions that we'll get into. So super high level, and then Tim's going to give us more information and details on this. Reno is currently made up of five wards with an at-large position. So when we're referring to the wards, we're specifically referring to Reno City Council. So we currently have the five city council members, plus the mayor, plus our at-large position. The wards are getting rather large. In 2017, there was a motion to change the at-large position to a new ward so that we can just manage population a little bit better as Reno continues to grow. It wasn't just a motion. Oh, okay. But it was, it was a bill proposed That's by right. the... Bill 36. Yeah, Bill 36 of Session 79 of the Reno or of the Nevada legislature, Reno City Council or like their um, charter committee put forward this recommendation. From my understanding and from what I could find, it is to draw us more in line with Las Vegas, which also has dedicated wards and the mayor. They do not have an at large on their city council. Here we are. We're getting closer and closer to moving forward with the redistricting. And just for some additional insight, currently the at-large city council member is Devin Reese, who is also our vice mayor. As a part of the redistricting, there are only two city or, well, three members of the city council that will be taking on new wards. And then the rest are just up for re-election and they have to run for a new ward. The members of Ward 2 and Ward 4, because they were voted in in 
2022, mm -hmm. their term extends beyond 2024. Okay. They automatically assume their Ward 2 and Ward 4 seats. And the caveat of that means the new districts have to incorporate their residential addresses in them in mm -hmm. Ward 2 and Ward 4, respectively. Yeah. The third member would be the, the city mayor, who represents the entire city. Mm -hmm. Every other seat, Ward 1, 3, 5, and 6, would be up for election in 2024. When I was looking at some of these maps, and I've, I hate to say it, but I've not only run for office in this area, but I've run some campaigns for office in this area, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of addresses that aren't in this map. And that was something that I just, I found very interesting, and I think it, it should be a topic we at least discuss or ponder here, is okay. the unincorporated areas of Washoe County. When will they become incorporated? Now, some of them, hmm. I will argue, shouldn't be incorporated. Washoe City, Washoe Valley, those are a little bit too far away to say, hey, you need to be part of Reno now. Sure. Like that, that's a bit of a stretch. Okay. But then when you look at areas such as Arrow, or, uh, yeah, Arrow Creek and the Steamboat community, pretty much anything in new southwest Reno, they're not considered incorporated into Reno proper. They're considered unincorporated Reno. It's almost, and I'm not saying almost, but almost everything west and west of 395 and south of Huffacre. More or less, they don't have a city councilor. It's wild. And that, yeah, that's that's it's wild to think about. But then it that's is that why the case on all four of the maps that are on the website? That's the key reason why I corrected you when you said expand earlier. Sure. Part of the redistricting is the incorporated area of Reno is not changing as a result of redistricting. There is no new incorporation. There isn't a change. I don't know what that process looks like, but I'm raising a question of why aren't we starting that? Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of Mount Rose Highway wants to be represented by the, by the mayor, but I know at least Jeremy Renner might because he's a good buddy-buddy with her. Not saying he actually does. I'm just, sure. that's a huge speculation, and I could be entirely 180 on that. With that being said, I, I at least would think that there needs to be some form of incorporation or something there for those areas. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I'm, I wonder what future plans are, right, um, with yeah. that and, and what that could look like. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, it makes sense for, you know, we're leaving out sparks and everything, but mm -hmm. there even there's even some houses that looks like in West Reno where they're just on the, or Collin Ranch, the Collin Ranch area, mm. unincorporated. I don't know why, other maybe it's because it used to be a ranch and how it was integrated into the city or something i don't know but got built up around it <laughs> yeah it, well it got built up around it but then it got filled in yeah uh, that was my first question is like okay so the at large made sense to me because we have a large city but then when i looked at vegas it's like oh vegas doesn't have a lot at large okay mm. then why do we have all this unincorporated areas like easily that's another ward in and of itself just a unincorporated houses in Reno. Yeah, and I don't see anything on the site that hints at anything around the unincorporated areas. 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I found was just that it's not going to be expanded, and because of transparency, they're telling those who live in the unincorporated areas about the redistricting, despite the fact that they're not a part of the redistricting, which I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it baffles me. The main reason why we're discussing this to begin with, or why this is our main topic, it's, it's up and coming. It's yes. pressing, and I was recently asked a, asked a question that caught me off guard and made me think, oh, yeah, redistricting a thing. I have to actually look into that. The maps are due to the Washoe Registrar by September 1st. So our city council has to get these maps kind of decided on. A key part of it is they want community input. They want the community to be able to have a voice of who's possibly representing them. They asked for a lot of community output. There are a lot of requirements behind the proposed maps, as the one I've already said. Ward 2 and Ward 4 must respectively contain their city councilors. Other than that, it's all off to the races. Um, <laughs> there have to be at least a 5% population difference between all of the wards because they recognize that it will never be 100 percent mm -hmm. even there mm -hmm. needs to be some fair representation towards communities of interest community of interest being either geographical areas or even communities that exist within a community of a certain group of people mm -hmm. making them a community of interest that we should not try and split up despite it being maybe on two sides of the same street uh those were just some of the quick things that i was seeing there but it it's an important thing happening in our city we've yeah. got the we've got the uh the two more opportunities for public comment at city council meetings and those are going to be at august 9th and august mm -hmm. 23rd mm -hmm. and the key reason is is to talk about and discuss the four possible map options. Yeah, so with the maps, you can actually view all four map options on, let's see, it's reno.gov. What if I don't got a computer? Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure you yes. can pull it yeah. up on your phone too, but it's reno.gov slash community slash your dash neighborhood dash redistricting if you want to go straight to the website i'll also throw it in the show notes so we can take a peek at it and go check it out for yourselves but there are there's final map option a final map option b final map option c and final map option d and they're a breakdown of potential wards for all six and they really they're all fairly unique, honestly, in how they break up the city. Again, they do their best to stay within, uh, like, a, a would you say, Tim, a 5%? Um, well, le legally, they have to be within a 5% population discrepancy, but uh, I'm definitely disagreeing with you here of saying that they're each uniquely drawn. Why? I think they are. I so and this is just coming from like a very zoomed out view, which is how I like to look at these things. Sure. It gives me the best understanding of change. Okay. But when I look at like the zoomed out thumbnail, uh -huh. I see three maps that are almost identical. Except for option C. Y yes, but we're <laughs> I I'm just more yeah. going on the like before we even go into what's different, like okay. or what's what's the same. Before well, we I'm talk gonna about zoom C. out on all mine because I happen to have all the maps open on my tabs here. Yeah, like just look just zoom out because when I look at A, B, and D, 
next to each other. You know, they have all of Ward 2 more or less located in the same area of old southwest Reno. Ward 6 is drawn into new south Reno. You have Ward... Uh, ward 1 kind of just moves around a little bit. Yeah, Ward 1 kind of just shifts, but it stays in its same relative area. Oh, yeah. Ward 4, the only thing that relatively changes is its southern boundary on those three maps, but that stays relatively consistent. And Ward 5 almost is the same throughout all of them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're I, not I, wrong. I, I like that you challenged me on that to look at it from zoomed out because you're not. And yeah, it's, it's, like, it's easy to see because the colors, the, all, all the wards are yep. color-coded. So if you go take a peek on this, I challenge you to do that. But yeah, so w- there is one that is uh, apparently different from the others, right? And that, I would only say, is apparently different if you don't pull up the current ward map next to them. Because if you do the similar exercise that I just walked you through with the current ward map, comparing it to Ward C, you can more or less see some slight changes in South Mm -hmm. Reno, but then Mm -hmm. just the plopping in of Ward 6 into the middle of the town. Yeah, and in almost all of them, South Reno has its own chunk, but in Option C, South Reno's kind of broken up into th- I don't and say it, three well, ways but two different it, ways yeah, for it sure. split it split two ways and the only reason for that is to incorporate ward six into the middle ward one loses some of their needed population around downtown requiring them to have to pick it up in southern reno from ward two yeah which also interestingly enough so each of these maps comes with the corresponding population by race slash ethnicity per ward and final option c is actually a more equal distribution of race and ethnicity per ward in comparison to the other maps and so that i I found that very interesting honestly yeah and that's where i i made the just statistics argument prior to even looking at those numbers or our current race and i was like look when you look at the four options like it it's sesame street one of these things doesn't (laughs) belong here like (laughs) that's probably gonna be the one that they pick because the other three are so similar Mm -hmm. you then throw on top that the the ward the final option c map is more or less identical to the current city ward map on top of the economic or like the racial and general distribution of the populations there's a reason why the current map exists in the way that it does however gerrymandered it looks uh-huh. and it's because it does create that equal op- that equal representation and that the equality amongst the four I I truly think I I know I'm speaking not speaking for you but for me but I'm staying in the same city city council ward. Um, I think you actually get a new one. Yeah, I, I could absolutely end up changing pretty significantly. I'm in that South Reno area. Yeah, but I mean, well, with the area of South Reno that I'm at, I don't get redrawn into one unless <laughs> it's not option C, and I will. Yeah. lop off an arm if it's not option c i don't <laughs> think it's gonna happen um you know with that being said there's gonna be some some new faces on the block just yeah. to 
I may or may not have done some digging into some things to understand how these maps work. And I can confirm from what I could find that all four maps do indeed meet the two and four requirement from what I could find of the addresses of those mm. represent representatives. Uh -huh. uh, I'd also like to point out, thank God our government has made it difficult to do this. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. When I'm searching like the city councilor's name and then address, I'm glad that it doesn't, except for one of them, which I'm not going to name, but mm -hmm. like it doesn't just pop up. Like it, it doesn't generate easily. Good. That's a, yeah, it's a really good thing. Yeah, give them some privacy. Exactly. They're public figures. <laughs> so I had to put on my little research cap and do some, <laughs> uh, you know, some sleuthing here. And nice. I, I was able to, to find some addresses or at least some relative addresses. And I, I think uh, aforementioned Devin Reese is going to have some fun. Because um, <laughs> from everything I can find and every map that I look at, unless I'm incorrect, he's going to end up in Ward 5. Oh, interesting. Yes. And that means that he's going to have someone he has to run against. If we look at final option C... Devin Reese is technically running unopposed if hmm. he's running in seat five because Kathleen Taylor, current member for Ward 5, uh -huh. her address that she used to get into Ward 5 is in wards, is in the new Ward 6 based on Map C. Oh, interesting. And again, everything I'm saying is basing it off of Map C. If we look at other maps, when we look at where she would end up, she would be in Ward 1 in every other map but Map C. Okay. So, and then when you look at the other ones, Ward 5, more or less, he's getting a ward, but in the new maps with how it turns out, each one of our city council members in their current seat might still be running for the new seat ward seat unopposed compared to a different city council member. Not unopposed in general, sure. not unopposed in the race, but they're not running against another. Each other. Yeah, they're not running against a coworker. Yeah. No, I, I think that's good. I think that's smart, you know, that they're able to do that. And it, that that option C just seems so obviously different that you know i uh, i don't know what the public sentiment has been around commentary here i have not personally attended any of these meetings like you said there's one august 9th august 23rd honestly i don't think public comment will be as much of about this as it will be just about something else or about our election process or how our government's corrupt or something else mm -hmm. like the the loud minority that keeps showing up to our city council meetings will just say some loud dumb shit not regarding this at all and that's right. what i think at least august 9th will be but hey if our fans please show up speak and you can maybe be louder than the loud minority that is showing up right now yeah and also if you do want to learn what public sentiment has been on that same website that i mentioned and will be linked in the show notes 
lists the prior community meetings. There are presentations and YouTube videos. So you can watch them. You can get caught up if you want to prepare yourself to go to one of these meetings again on August 9th or August 23rd and get involved. And there is also a section on the website where if you do have public comment, you can submit a form to the city clerk when you arrive at the meeting. You can also participate via Zoom. You have to register online. I think I am going to try to do that so I can yeah, have I, a bit more awareness here. I really don't think any of the arguments should be based on, I want to be in this ward or I like this map better. <laughs> like, If you want to comment, really look at the breakdowns of the populations in the ward yeah. and try and have... A, a cohesive reason on why you believe map one is better than map two, three, or four. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying it that way to not give any preference to the maps, but or you know, A, go, B, or C, D. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like go in and make your make your preference for your map and say, you know, I think this map is the best for these reasons. It's representing this population the best, mm -hmm. or it's it's ensuring that this population stays together, or you know even bring it in community base of like this map makes sure that this community is is together and this map draws them separate or this map does this weird split like make the arguments not just about i want to be here or i want to what but have them be for a reason because personally map c is the worst map for me politically but it makes the most <laughs> sense that's why i'm like no map c baby it's equal across the board it makes sense it's easy i but yeah yeah, have them don't don't make it personal is what I would at least try and say is make it fact based. And you can based. you can get into the nitty gritty in these maps. They're rather large. You can zoom in pretty close and see a lot of detail. <laughs> but I think you only get two minutes of public comments, so <laughs> <laughs> So make it concise. Yep. <laughs> Clear and concise. I think we should summarize it at least with just a little bit of like the end of what will actually change in just some brief bullet points or like, what does this mean? What will change? Um, you'll have more representation. Some will argue you might have less. Some will argue because you, you lose your at large, but you get mm -hmm. a, a city councilor that is more focused on your area. Mm -hmm. So there's that to and fro mm -hmm. how we vote. Well, you're not voting for your mayor and an at-large and a city councilor anymore. You're just voting for a mayor and a city at-large, and the mayor's every four. So this upcoming year, we're not going to be voting for a mayor. But you won't have an at-large that you're also considering on your ballots. Yeah. You know, and, and finally, some will say, you know, oh, you're, you're no longer getting Devin Reese as your representative. But as the revolving role of vice mayor... I think that we'll see that become a pseudo at-large position where mm -hmm. that ward member will also focus on larger issues for the relative city. And I don't fully know, but I believe, I believe it's a cycling position where every ward kind of goes into it. It's not an elected. It's a, it's a like, oh, it's your turn on the board. Interesting. Yeah. You're just kind of appointed to it. Yes, you're you're appointed to it. We'll give some updates when we yeah, have we'll some. Yeah, we'll give some updates. But, you know, th things are changing in a slight way. So let's move into Broke My Brain. And I'll kick us off. And if something comes to you, feel free to jump in. If not, this can be a joint Broke My Brain 
Uh, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on well, this. I mean, I'll, I can I can at least say what kind of hurt my brain this week. So I'll talk okay. about that at the end because okay, cool. it's it's kind of 180 from I think what everyone will say. But all, all right, right. So yours first. Okay. So last week we talked about the whole fake elector scheme, and I went in and I did some digging. Okay. You put on the research cap. I sure did. And I, I did a little math, too, so that hurts my brain a bit. But <laughs> here's... I, I was just curious. And so, really, it's just all the, the math and the overall concept of all this stuff that broke my brain. Okay. So, we were talking about voter fraud, or more specifically, we were talking about the fake electors who were trying to certify essentially illegitimate results of states for their elections. And I went and I looked into voter fraud, okay? Just like, if me, me, Dominique, I decide one year, I'm going to vote two times. Good luck. <laughs> okay? it, listen, it's happened, okay? I, I'm saying it, good luck because I know how hard it is. Okay. But it's happened a few times. Uh, it happened in 2016, actually. So if I, as one human, decide to vote two times and somehow get away with it, okay, somehow I do it, uh, like this guy named Craig in 2016, who is a Republican, he voted twice in the state of Nevada. And uh, Attorney General Aaron Ford had... I don't know if they ever finished or finalized the prosecution, but he was moving to prosecute this gentleman. It's a class D felony. Okay. And so if you are charged with this crime and found guilty, you would have to serve between one to four years in prison. All right. And to Tim's point, this has only happened three times since 2011, okay? So I do have some data there as far as actually being prosecuted, okay? I don't know how many times people have double voted, but double voting, being caught, and being prosecuted in the state of Nevada, it's only happened three times since 2011. I don't have the date of the article that I pulled because maybe it was written a couple days ago, a couple years ago, I'm not sure. But anyway, so... If I did that, if I voted twice, I get caught, I go to prison, and I serve between one to four years, it's a felony. Then we had, last week, we talked about the fake electors, the six fake electors that would have had to either overturn or come up with 33,597 votes in order to make the state flip from Biden to Trump, because that's how many votes Biden won by. And that's what the certified or the fake certified results would have to cover or claim occurred. So these six gentlemen, as we've already said, are not being charged. They're not being prosecuted. It's a whole political thing. Is it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. But if me, one human, did it, I'd go to jail between one to four years in prison. But these six guys, for 33,597 votes, they're fine. 
And if we look at all seven states that we talked about last week, if for some insane reason all of those states were certified by the fake electors or Mike Pence decided to actually say, yeah, we take these certification results between all seven states. We're looking at 410,978 votes would have to have been flipped in order to uh, win for Trump for those seven states. And so with that, I say, if one extra vote can put somebody in prison for a, a felony from one to four years, how can people who are involved in attempting to cover up uh, civilian votes, 410,000, almost 411,000 votes, not be held accountable? Okay, so I got, I got three things here. <laughs> okay. Tim's first, getting, going back to debate class right now. Yeah, I first want to touch on my, on my first point is back to how difficult it is. So I did some math, too, and, <laughs> and I'm making some bad assumptions in this math that I will explain prior, okay? Okay, go, go, go. The first bad assumption is that there are only 100,000 voters that we are working with. So we are only working with Washoe. We are not working with the state. We are just working with Washoe County. And we are saying that there are 100,000 votes, which I think is a very, very low estimate. But I'm saying, oh, we're in a, an off year, midterm, like low number of voters. But that's a rough amount of the registered but why, voters. But why are we only working on Washoe County? Since 2011, there have because it it makes the math a little easier for me, and it makes okay. it easy to demonstrate. All right, all right. Since 2011, we've had six elections, which means that there have been a total of 600,000 votes cashed in Washoe Valley mm -hmm. or Washoe County alone. Okay. Just just that many alone, and only three people have been found voting more than once. Yeah. Three out of 600,000 is less than one percent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with you. And that's why I'm saying just Washoe, because these numbers are small and this is a very low estimate. It is extremely difficult to vote twice in this state. Good. Say, say you want to vote by mail and then go in person and claim, no, I lost my, my mm -hmm. ballot, mm -hmm. and then vote in person. Mm -hmm. That vote in person immediately invalidates the mail ballot if they ever receive one. <laughs> like, it, it's one of those things where we have so many safeguards in place. It yeah. is fucking hard to do this. Mm -hmm. The second point was something that you brought up that I'm like, okay, I want to discuss this. <laughs> What's the difference between an electorate certifying votes and a person casting a vote because you're equating them to be the same. And I don't think they are. Sure. I think if you are to say, well, one is representative of the electoral college and they technically have one vote for, on behalf of the state, but ultimately in all States, but the two that we mentioned in the last episode should be voting in the way of the popular vote for their state. Right. Yes. So it that shouldn't matter if the popular vote goes to a different person, because then all the electoral votes go to the other person. I, and I wish I had a quick analogy to kind of say what I'm trying to say, but I 
fundamentally, I think we're describing two different things. Yeah. Because the person casting the vote is, you know, I'm voicing my civil opinion on who I believe should be my representative in this republic. Like this you is as the an person, individual is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you as the individual. Mm-hmm. Like this is yes. the person that I want. And we have laws in place saying that individual equates to one vote. We've had some fucked up laws in the book where that's not always been the case. Very sorry for those. Not every person has always represented one vote. Thank God we're at least at a point now where, in general, they do. With that being said, mm-hmm. that's one person per one vote. Yeah. Already, when you look in an electorate, that definition is different because they are not one vote for one vote. They're one vote representing the portion of their state that they represent. Mm-hmm. Without the state laws... It was the winner take all or, you know, that that elector could vote however they wanted. But that vote in and of itself carried more than just that one person, one vote thing, which is the whole Mm -hmm. idea of like you can only be like you can only vote once because that's the fundamental idea behind that law of like your voice matters, but you can't voice your voice more than the other person next to you because you each have your own. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at an electorate, you're already saying, Hey, your voice is representative of X amount of people with your one vote. Yeah. And that, like, I, to me, it's different. And I get, I get the argument that you're making of like, there should be punishment and there, there should be something that's happening here. But I think equating like, oh, one person getting four years of jail time because they voted one extra time and then these people voting, you know, umpte I don't think they voted umpteenth extra times. They just no, voted they one did extra not. time in the wrong direction. Correct. Which is an attempt to undo, in our case, the thirty three thousand five hundred and ninety six votes that well, I, needed to get Biden elected. And this might be where we get into semantics, but I don't know if <laughs> there were much undoing as just nullifying or saying we're not looking at them. Well, and that's yeah, it's the I, same thing. I, yeah, that's I, I it. Well, yeah, that's the same thing. Uh, undo- no, saying, undoing, I think. I think, would be different, though, because undoing is saying, no, 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 those votes were the other direction. Yes. And what these people are trying to say is, we don't care what they voted. It wasn't legitimate, so we're not going to look at that. They're not saying that those votes were the other way they were just saying that those votes don't matter or that those votes don't exist or that like they were nullifying not i don't know if that i mean so again and, semant- and, yeah, semantics, semantics yeah. like yeah. totally <laughs> but i see what you're saying however and this is where this is scary because i'm getting into trump's brain here <laughs> i don't think that was the way they were looking at it for the plan they wanted to overcome the difference because yeah, that's I'm, why trump is calling georgia saying i just need eleven thousand votes or whatever it was right because georgia biden won by eleven thousand seven hundred and seventy nine votes yeah, yeah, and that that's where I, <laughs> I getting into their minds or knowing what their intention I'm not Terrifying. even saying I'm just yeah. It, <laughs> but then just as my final point, you know, we are talking still an electoral college system. Yeah. And there are state laws in place that dictate or determine how those electoral college votes go per state. But at the end of the day, it's still the electoral college casting these votes. And yes, I know it's this metaphorical <laughs> thing that blah, 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 blah. But yeah. like these, and that's where I'm kind of ending on, like these six fake electors did not cast extra votes 
in my opinion, or at least to, in the definition of the Electoral College, at least. No, but in they my tried opinion. to but, say that all these that votes will, did not yeah, matter. No, yeah, right? that I yes no that yes yeah they were saying that that was 100% we agree with that they were saying the votes that were cast for Biden or the votes that made up that difference didn't matter or yes yeah mm-hmm. no that that is what they were trying to say but I don't I don't like the equivalency of like the 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 class D felony for double voting to well, this Well sure I, and I guess I feel like they're maybe, different crimes that's maybe, the other thing Yeah like, and that's fair I think that that's fair maybe I could have looked into what criminal charges exist for me to go and find a mail-in ballot from somebody else, rip it up, and throw it in the trash. Yeah, yeah, because that that could be that that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Or you know, casting a vote for another person. Like mm-hmm. there are whole different things, and yeah, even so, even some of those I think would I still feel are different crimes from what the fake electors did. Not saying that the fake sure. electors didn't commit a crime, but. Yeah. I think even all of these topics that we just addressed, I think those are really hard equivalencies to draw of mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's it's fair. the same crime. Yeah, no, that's fair. S- punishment the same? Well, that's up to the the legal people making the laws. Like, maybe it's also a class D felony. Like, Look, shit, I'm we're okay going to find that, out but... <laughs> right in 2024 when this indictment that Trump just received is finally tried, right? I, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, guess we'll find out. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of my my whole thing. Like, who? Let's give them the same law. But I've that's that's where I'm feeling. So, my broke my brain will probably be the most lighthearted and reversed one that we've ever had. Okay. Um, because me being the hearing person that I am, I watched another crazy hearing right after the right to repair run from the last episode. Okay. Where yes, I did watch the unidentified aerial objects hearing that the nice. House Oversight Committee hosted. And yes, there were a lot of fun, interesting takeaways. With that being said, my broke my brain is not the fact that they may or may not have confirmed aliens' existence. I'm sorry, but statistics did that a while ago. Sure. Um, (laughs) They may or may not have confirmed that the government has these objects. I don't know about that. Roswell kind of confirmed that a little while ago. (laughs) What has broken my brain is the public's response to this hearing. Okay, which because is what? what I found to be the, the most important takeaway from this hearing was not everything that I just referenced prior, because those are things that you could argue came out of this hearing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the U.S. government is funding research projects around either the species, this technology, or both, and yet the government has no audit oversight ability over these projects. Yeah, and when you, because we kind of talked about this the other day a little bit, I just immediately thought that, does that mean that SpaceX has access to some of this and is building projects around it? So like Elon Possibly. Musk already has no, alien no. technology and, that, and, that and that's is, what the, the truck is all about? <laughs> that that is, that is an actual possibility. SpaceX <laughs> is known to have some government contracts. Mm-hmm. They were not an agency that was named in this hearing. Mm-hmm. Agencies specifically being agencies that existed in the 60s. Okay. Lockheed, Martin, mm-hmm. Boeing, mm-hmm. Nordstrom. Okay. Like military contractors that have existed for a long period of time. Key parts of this hearing was it seemed like the funneling happens through the DOD. So unless they're mm. DOD government contracts... 
these agencies can presume not have access to this to this information. Mm. I don't know what type of contract SpaceX has, so I'm not going to say yes or no to that. Sure. I know they have government contracts. I don't know if they're DOD contracts. Okay. But the key takeaway was that, you know, hey, the DOD has audits that they fail every single fucking year. Yes. And now we know why they're failing them, yeah, and it's because money is, like, <laughs> yeah. money is being funneled into these shadow ghost projects that there is literally no fucking oversight for. Yeah. We don't know if the, like, and this is where I don't want, I'm going to say this right now, I don't want the public to know <laughs> about like the needy giddy <laughs> details of these top secret projects. Sure. And that's coming more from like the larger military child that I'm in of like, I mm. understand why some secrets have to be secret. Sure. They're protecting lives. They're protecting yeah. national security. They're yeah. protecting just everything in between. Like our freedoms are pretty much being protected by secrets. It's weird to think that, but it, it's happening. No, I get that. With that being said, when members of Congress try and look into these programs, they are immediately stonewalled. Yeah. Members of Congress should have the same clearance that the members working on these projects should have. They have top secret clearance. If they need oversight or they need to audit the fucking program to make sure that the program's meeting the proper goals, not wasting money, spending the proper money right. in the proper places, like they should be able to do this. And they're not. Yeah. And this has been happening for 50 years. And what has broken my brain is that this takeaway has not seemed to landed with anyone. Like, no one's fucking talking about this. They're like, oh my god, we confirmed aliens. Holy shit. And it's like, well, yeah, statistics did that five to ten years ago. I'm sure. actually sorry to say, but like, <laughs> people ran the statistical model and said it's impossible for aliens not to exist. Sure. Like, do they exist here? Uh, okay, that's where the, the crazier question comes in. Sure. Did the hearing confirm that aliens came to Earth? It's really hard to say. It's really so. fucking hard. I mean, I haven't looked into it, but I, it well, seems Well, and that's the thing of, like, it seems to have, <clears throat> but a lot, there was still a lot of, like, I can't discuss this yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Pr in public. Like, there was still some of that. So it's hard to say 100% that it confirmed aliens existed. It confirmed that the government has discovered unknown biological materials in yes. crashes. Yeah. They could have identified that biological material. It could have been amino acid chunks that were <laughs> obliterated in space before it fucking hit the hit the ground and it was a rock. Like, there are a lot of possibilities when you're talking about unidentified biological material. Yeah. Unidentified yeah. aerial materials. It could have been an object from another country, not sure. necessarily from space. Not, again, confirmed from the hearing. But the key takeaway is that Whatever the fuck this shit is, the government's working on it with literally no oversight. They're just throwing money at the programs and saying, ah, well, do something, and hoping that something happens out of it. And no one's taking this away from the hearings. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yes and no. So when you brought this up to me the other day, it actually, like, I linked something to it immediately in my brain that I was shocked about. It was never a broke my brain, but... um at least I didn't talk about it on the podcast is what I mean. Apparently, last year's audit of our defense budget, which is literally the largest apportionment of our budget um, outside of like, you know, healthcare stuff, it had an audit and it was missing like 60% of it was unaccounted for and nobody could speak to it. Well, and, and that's, and like 60%, that's a huge number. It, and I'm not like... <laughs> I say that's even wrong, and it's actually just 20%. 20% of the DOD's 
like what is their budget? Six point six billion or something yeah, like no, that? No, it's larger. It's like it's like six hundred billion. Like, I think. <laughs> no, and I want to I want to get let's this see. so that yeah, we let's can get actually. So the total fiscal year twenty twenty two defense budget request, including the de- Department of Energy, was seven hundred and fifty three billion dollars for. November 2022, DOD failed its fifth consecutive audit, unable to account for 61% of its $3.5 trillion in assets. So not just their budget, including their assets that they've already attained prior. 61% could well, not be accounted and for. I, I think part of that is we're going to extract that and we'll speculate a little bit, but... 61% of that, some of that percentage is these assets. Yeah. Are these planes that have been, like, produced as a result of these private contracts or these programs and not been used, made public, released, whatever, not audited. It's just been a product. There has been a lot of wasteful DOD spending, just period, yeah. that has been made public. Sure. But the fact that 61% of it is being lost, like, <laughs> God knows how much of a waste that is, knowing that the 39% that they can account for, like, easily 20% of that is waste. Yeah. And when I say waste, I'm talking, like, the X-23 plane, if you're familiar with that. Nope. Which, if I'm... <laughs> let me make sure that I, I'm actually remembering it correctly. But it's this dumbass fucking, like, reverse plane that was only made as a... Co- I apologize. It's not the X-23. It's the X-29. You cannot tell me that the Grunman X-29 was a good use of military funding. It was a fucking waste of our goddamn spending. But, hey, we paid for it anyway, and it was fucking produced. And that's part of that 39% that's accounted for. Like, that's the thing. Again, the the part that broke my brain the most is the the fascination of the general public with the idea that we may or may not have discovered aliens, not the fact that we could be having these alien ships and we're just throwing our money away instead of actually making sure we get it. Like, fuck, I'm I'm actually more mad at the fact that there isn't a private behind-the-door auditing process of this stuff Mm -hmm. because I know if there would, there'd probably be some better fucking planes out there. We'd have some cooler shit. We'd have some like Wakanda level stuff going on out here. Not the, not the little like prop planes we still got flying around. I don't know. I'm just says the man who gets pissed when we're doing audits to discover a problem. <laughs> Those aren't audits though. Those are. That's a difference because an audit is looking at what you've done and making sure you've yeah, met your goals. Yeah, that's fair. But you're you're saying study, like like a survey is trying to figure out what the problems are. <laughs> to assess are. something, yeah. Analyze but a problem the, yeah, or whatever. The problem with most of our modern surveys is that they're analyzing problems we already fucking know about. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Yeah. I, I, would like an, <laughs> I would like a successful audit, but if we're not having successful audits, we're wasting money and time on the audit. Wasting money and time skirting the audit. Like, the, I mean, the, b- billions and billions of dollars at this point. So that yeah, that that's where my brain got broke. I'm just definitely I'm broken. With everyone else's responses to it. Not even again, not even the hearing itself. Like, I watched the hearing. I got the hearing. Thought it was cool. I uh, good good on those whistleblowers because those are the ones who are only putting themselves at risk, not other lives. I mean, uh, let's be honest. People have been trying to whistleblow about aliens for a long time. No one believed them. <laughs> 
I yes, I would say, but the I think the information that this current whistleblower has at his fingertips, the problem that we're facing is the money involved. To mm-hmm. your point, we're yeah. talking billions yeah. and billions yeah. of dollars that are mm-hmm. moving hands, and I don't think the people who are touching this money and getting parts of it off the top want to lose that money stream, and that's the issue. Of course not. So that like before the, money is always the issue. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and here's the other thing I think that we can say before, how many of the whistleblowers were former military generals and colonels? I, I didn't watch the hearing, but just based on what I've seen on the television, all of them. <laughs> Cause from what I understood prior, like, and when I'm saying prior, like the ones that you're referring to prior to this one, where mm-hmm. we tried to whistleblow these, yeah. They weren't the high-ranking officers. They were either private contractors or lower officers. And these are officers who put pensions at risk and who put, mm-hmm. you know, their whole careers on the line mm-hmm. to bring this information to light because it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I, and I could be wrong. You could mm-hmm. be right that they could have all been officers. But I've you just, know more it, about this than I do. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, and I, I'm saying that I don't know everything. So we, I could be wrong. I, we I could only, all be wrong. Look, Maybe a, aliens don't large, exist. <laughs> I'm only a large fan of this topic, not because of ancient aliens, but because of the alien documentaries that love to show my former boss as like one of their leading thumbnails. Because I'm always like, wait, huh? Good old Harry Reid, UFO guy. Oh, yeah. Good old Harry Reid. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, let's close up. her out. Um but hey, next week we've got a we've got a great interview. We've got someone who can talk inside baseball, not the not that type of inside baseball though, like inside ledge baseball cuz yeah. from what I understand, she don't like the actual baseball inside stuff. <laughs> but we'll we'll bring that up next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify. iHeart Podcasts, Spotify Podcast. Look, I'm just saying spot yeah podcasts i don't know <laughs> you got it and you yeah, uh, can hit us up if you have any topics maybe you saw something in the news that we missed and you're like i want to know more about this you can send us an email to hello at nvpoliticspodcast.com yes, we we do read them we do look at certain requests we do also screen them though so that's why you might send you might send in and not hear anything back from us i just want to put that out of the ethers we mm-hmm. we do screen who we we talk to and bring on and the topics we discuss so or at least we try to mm-hmm. uh, but uh, oh gosh uh, and this is trailing off so come back next week we'll be talking education envy ledge it'll be an exciting week and then maybe there will be some new news that happens after and we'll we'll catch back on this cadence other than that new keep news. listening keep reviewing uh, you know share it with your friends be avid listeners we love y'all I don't know what else you want to say Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool.